uh, a joyous thing to talk about. Yes, four you just did it. Years. Four more years. Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> Sorry, we just turned uh, turned the recording on. Alex Ovechkin just scored his 800th career goal. Uh, this is. I gotta get like a t-shirt. They should put out t-shirts saying like, "I survived" or whatever. But like, well, I just want a t-shirt saying that I was there for seven nine one and seven nine two. Yeah, fair enough, Elliot man. and Elliot and I will both get that yeah. shirt. It, motherfucker scored a hat trick tonight. That's how he gets to 800. And, just, and he didn't even yeah. need the empty netter. I'm it wasn't until away. like 13 minutes left. Jackson's literally just telling us of this now. Uh, I love that he did it as a poacher, as yes. a as a fucking yes. floater. When like Elliot, you can you can attest to this. When we watched him uh, on different sides of the ice, uh, yep. play the Canucks here. Uh, he he doesn't work very hard on the ice. He coach coaches probably kind of hate him. Would hate him if he didn't score eight hundred. One weird fucking... trick, coaches hate him. <laughs> One weird trick to set the new goal goal record. Uh, uh, we were Ellie and I uh, were just talking about this before. Um, ah uh, man, what a good goal too. Uh, uh yeah, Ellie well, and I were just talking about well, this. Well, um, I well, just for the fan, I got in. And yeah, I just I literally just heard them talking and say, "What's what? What is it going to be? Thirty seven years old." And I was like, what are you guys talking about? How old are you going to be when JT Miller's contract is up? And uh, this is much better. Yeah, better no. I, just, yes. I, I need to get that dig in. This rocks. It's They're much all just like, that again. The, the game yeah. like hasn't started again. He's just like waving uh, like, uh, hello, like, thank you to all the fans. This game is in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And they we, just, it, it's just stopped. And he's just been like soaking it in <laughs> for the fucking, this is amazing. Elliot, what was it like in your section when, whenever he'd score? Um, like, where, where the fan, where the fan reaction? Cause I had a bunch of, uh, I had a mixed reaction on my side. I mean, the thing is, I'm in the club section. So it was less, a little more subdued, but it was still pretty like we're here to try right, yeah, yeah. but also Ovechkin, just because I mean bo- both of us both of us had rich boy seats, uh to be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh just on oh, different yeah. sides of the ice. Um I uh there were there was a bunch of very loud cap fans and there's a guy in front of me wearing a Ovechkin jersey and there was one guy who I w- had one of those black like rookie year Ovechkin jerseys. I was fully ready with a few drinks in to just like offer him cash <laughs> to buy the jersey off of him. It's yeah, the black ones with the gold trim with Ovechkin on it looks so nice. But there's some people who are like mad that some of us stood up when Ovechkin scored. Oh, when really? I, up, I was really happy. Like I, I was watching him more than I was watching the game, and I was just so excited for this. Yeah. Um... I mean, everyone basically cheered. Like, you could see the reaction over the cap score that everyone was like, did, o- did Ovi get that? And if so, then let's go. Yeah. That was yeah. such a greasy goal, too. Like, it was a net front, like, rebound that he scored there, which is so funny because, I mean, I don't think that's how anybody envisioned that uh, that he was going to do it. But, yeah, that's how we that's did get to see goes. one of his slap shot goals. That was that, mm-hmm. on top of everything. I was so happy to see that. He had that one dirty goal against the Canucks first, but yeah. Blessed, love him. So I, have, I almost, I ha- uh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I have the list of stuff uh, that we got to talk about uh, in the chat here. If there's uh, anything I, I forgot, you can let me know. Um, um, there is one thing I want to get to right off the hop, kind of oh. before we officially start. That's not in there, but that's fine. 
Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this uh, Ovechkin getting the goals record is literally the only thing I care about uh, now. Oh my the god! Are not gonna be is good. Christina at the game? Christina's oh my god! At the game. Oh, is she? <laughs> is she actually? Yeah, I saw her game. react to it. Uh, that rocks. That's <laughs> oh, amazing. I'm so happy for her. That is that is fucking awesome. I love Ovi so much. I know he's a problematic figure, but um, he scored 800 I just, goals. <laughs> I just I'm, I'm not yelling at you. I'm not yelling. No, I know. Oh man, I I I just there's just nice. something I just saw it so satisfying. Um, or there will be something so satisfying if this just like Russian fucking like one dimensional player takes the goal record and has the most more has ends up with more goals than Wayne Gretzky. That will kick so much ass. Just the just the idea that somebody might hold a record that's not fucking Wayne Gretzky. I know, right? Dude, okay. we got to watch Ovechkin break a Gretzky record. Remember? Yeah. Which it one was the that? most road it was uh, most road goals. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's Which crazy. is and I, I, know, I, I as soon as I realized that was what that was, it was just like of course, this would happen against the Canucks. Yeah, like, yeah. how else can you break a Gretzky record without doing it against yeah. the Canucks? <laughs> I, I was, uh, I used to always be really sad or just like pissed off whenever I think about how the Canucks were the recipient of all the those those records. Sure. But I was so fucking happy for this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Quick, Ovi. This is stat. finally about a likable player. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Ovi stat. He got to he got from seven hundred goals to eight hundred in one hundred and sixty two games. He got yeah. from zero to one hundred and one hundred and sixty-seven. Yeah, I know. He's at a quicker pace. <laughs> yeah, than when he was a rookie. The uh, dude just I'm, does not slow down. Like, and th- you know what? Like, that's a that's a great thing about scoring being up, right? Yeah. Is that like it's going to make this easier for him? Because so yeah. many of yeah, those seasons sure. were in really mm-hmm. low-scoring eras. You know, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. You know. It would have been worse if he had started a little bit earlier, like in the early two mm-hmm. thousands as opposed to the mid two thousands. But like mm-hmm. I was talking to Elliot about this before, uh, before we started recording, but like so he's at eight hundred now. The magic number is eight ninety five. That yeah. means that that all he has to do is he could score like five more goals next game or whatever. Just decide, like, I'm going on vacation until next season. Then come back for three more years and score 30 goals a year, which for Alex Ovechkin is not hard to do at all. No. Um. And uh, by the way, like, he's doing it this year without Nicholas Backstrom so far, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, and he is a guy too, 1000 percent who can, if he needs to, which I don't think he will. Come back. Uh, for a season at like 40 or 41 years old and just play like fourth line minutes against really easy competition and play on the power play and get like 20 goals. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm so happy. <sighs> this, this fucking rocks. Thank it's God. Nice to talk about Anyways, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. At... Yeah. Yeah. We're benching the J we're benching JT Miller as a content piece today. Yeah. yeah uh, so we can, we can stay. We will do what uh, Bruce Boudreaux will not. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, well, except in overtime. Yeah. Except in overtime. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't want to spend too long on this, but before we officially start, um, 
I do just want to briefly address the Zidane Ochara 2011 thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah. heard about that, right? It's too bad Stavros Halkius was not on that recording. Because his uh, one of one of his his best friends, sorry, there was on the show that Zidane Ochara was on. Oh, we're getting a live feed of the audacity here. Yeah, I'm. I'm. So oh, I, I have the audio yeah, yeah. from the that I'm, and I'm going to play I, it for you in a second. Okay, uh, I, I just made that joke because one of Stav's like comedy buddies was one of the guys who was running that interview with Shara. Sure. Yeah, I know, and, right? That's that's yeah. that's really weird. I noticed that. Oh, that is actually the same dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. yeah. For a second, I forget the guy's took... name. We're not talking about Come Town here. We're talking about <laughs> we're talking about somebody else. Yeah, we don't know no. what that show is. It's called uh, it's called Games with Names or something. Very stupid uh, title. But I have the I feel like it's better in context. I have like the full clip here of sure. um, of Chara sure. telling the story and then also like the guy's reactions. So I'm just going to play it here. Wait, wait. Um, this one real quick point I wanted to make. Last yeah, thing sure. about Ovechkin. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You That's know great. how Tom Brady has a whole fucking industry around how he's like this elite athlete who has lasted this long. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like at the Correct. highest level, and everybody's like, "We need to know." Like he posts, he uh, he sells cookbooks about exactly what he eats. Get, yep. get TB twelve energy. You can't have strawberries because they're inflammatory and full of bubbles or something. Yeah, he's football Gwyneth Paltrow. So a thousand percent. Yeah, Tom Brady plays seventeen games a year. Ovechkin has played eighty something every year. It, like he, there, none of these seasons, because I was I'm looking at the stats from SN, at SN stats about. Uh, how how many games it took to get to each one hundred each level of one hundred goals? Yeah, and they're all between at the at highest it's one hundred and ninety, but they average out at like uh, I, I think like one hundred and sixty games or something like that, sure. or one hundred seventy games. And to play fucking hockey, which is a lot more physically demanding than football, Alex Ovechkin could make billions of dollars off the cookbooks. Yeah, which probably is not to because he because he because he drinks cokes. Yeah, and probably smoke cigarettes. Care about anything other than scoring goals in the National Hockey League? Doesn't like he couldn't be bothered to make a cookbook because he's like, that's not. He just eats whatever Natasha makes. Yeah, Yeah. like or his mom makes. (laughs) We've probably I've probably brought this up before, but have you guys seen the clip of? It's an old clip now, but it's uh, it's NHL players guess their ratings, like guess their overalls. Uh yeah, I've seen yeah, I've seen videos like that, yeah. Uh so there's a really good one where I I think it's probably from like 6 or 7 years ago where they they ask a bunch of them and Crosby and Ovechkin are both um are both in it and the clip they they uh they do both of them like side by side like one after the other and it so perfectly illustrates like the type of guy that they both are, right? <laughs> Crosby Crosby says 87. Well, no. So what happens with Crosby is <laughs> is they ask Crosby and he goes out of 100 and they go, "Yeah." And he goes 96. And he gets it right. And they're like ding 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 ding, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then they ask Ovechkin and like before <laughs> the person can even get it out, he goes 100. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's why I, I love and that's why I love Alex Ovechkin. Um, but yeah, we should uh, um, 
speaking of guys with funny accents or whatever, um, we should <laughs> just briefly address this Chara thing. We got it. I don't, yeah, we have to, I don't want to spend too to. much time on it, but it's worth it to hear the whole clip. So it's, I think it's like a minute and a half. Yep, go for it. Sure. When Horton went down, got knocked out, that guy, that, that, that probably pissed you guys off. Yeah. I mean, Especially Horton after they, probably... they were biting fingers and they were doing, yeah, they, were they a dirty yeah. team? Uh, I would like, I wouldn't say dirty. They were just like maybe a little bit too, uh, should I say like maybe a cocky is not the right word, but, but they were definitely, uh, having a, a chip on their shoulders because, you know, they're fucking team, hockey players, you know, they beat some really good teams and they, they, they had some. Uh, uh, players that that had some reputation of being uh, uh, role players uh, and agitators and and not really backing up the way they played, you know. It was just, but they were good players. But it was just like they did some stuff that that really, really uh, uh, fueled us. It was, you know. You know, Burroughs biting a burger's finger, uh, Rome uh, making a dirty hit on Horty. Uh, Clean so hit. Like after losing two games <laughs> in Vancouver, we saw players from Vancouver in the closet making babies, and I saw <laughs> babies, and the baby looked at me. <laughs> 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 we, we, we are not going to happen you know like you know it just it just fueled us that's like acting out having sex with your wife that's the level of disrespect that is that is that you take that personally so i mean pretty scandalous uh accusations (laughs) from uh from zidane ochara there i mean the baby looked at him that that's Uh, incredible yeah i I can't i can't believe he said that you know you know shame on kevin biekta for denying this child's (laughs) truth uh i i would have uh i'm not even gonna bother like saying what the real clip was because i feel like that yeah, uh, captures the energy we uh well enough but uh i i you know what i hope they were flexing. i like how you made the high effort version of my tweet about this <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah elliot tweeted it that day i actually I'm not saw even surprised about yeah. it before i, I regretted I, not getting cody to uh throw on like a chara <laughs> Ah uh, yes, Ralph. There, oh Lo- yeah, Chara, Chara, the guy who's kind of uh, you know the really tall guy who, who's being bullied <laughs> by Nelson and goes into the car he can't fit into. Uh, uh, oh fuck, that's so easy. God damn it, Cody. Low uh, hanging fruit, maybe, but uh, fruit. yeah, well, I, I don't have anything else to say about all, it. All the fruits low hanging for Chara. <laughs> Thought we were going there. <laughs> I don't think he was. Oh man. You know, I, I liked finding out that I... Okay, Chara of the whole Boston team, you know, we all had the people we hated. Campbell, Marchand, sure. uh, mm-hmm. you know. I, okay, there's like 12 guys I don't like on that team. Yeah, fair But enough. Chara was always held out as, okay, you know, he, incredible defenseman. Chara uh, and Bergeron. But Chara also had the whole trying to kill a guy thing. Yeah, I, I actually hate Chara the most. Oh, you're right. Everyone. You're right. In my memory... Yeah. I completely forgot about that. And yeah, I'm glad, like, as a, I like finding out an off-ice reason I can also not like a player. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, as, as you remind me now, both remind me now of the of the, him trying to decapitate somebody on ice. 
uh, crazy fucked up and should have been suspended for the rest of the playoffs for that. Well, yeah, I mean, not a lot of people know this, but uh, I think it was in 2014 that the Habs beat them. Um, they like upset yep. the the brand. Not a yeah, lot of yeah. people know this, but the the they said that the thing that fueled them was that uh, they saw Chara out there before the game practicing doing decapitations with the stanchion. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's the reason why I I like the thing that I most don't forgive the media for yeah. is like casting with with that specific thing so recently in. The rearview mirror, like casting the Canucks as the bad guy yeah. in that series, because it's yeah. just like nothing that nothing that any of those guys did at any point was as bad as doing that. The and, only the only yeah. credit I can give them for that is saying that we had Rafi Torres on our team who didn't do anything that fucked up until after he was with the Canucks. It's at true, least yeah. in my memory. Yeah, okay, memory he probably too. did do. He got worse after, after, after he left because he yes. Got worse at playing hockey. So they yeah, either, yeah. They yeah it, it, another element to that too may be that like just what he did got more unacceptable. But I don't remember yep. him yep. having any really terrible like right in the numbers hits or like blindside hits. I or, feel like there might have been one been behind one. the net where he was kind of train track hit, um, sure. where he got some defenseman, or maybe it was Hosa coming around the net. Yeah, uh, maybe. but it wasn't it, the reputation wasn't there yet um also yeah, it wasn't that anti, ugly and anti obviously nobody anti- was talking about torres before no before 2012 like, no they, they they love coming after a mexican you know this league uh <laughs> yeah, absolutely but it's it's so he's kind of got the same like matt cook thing where like it became very dirty after yeah uh, matt- or, Dirtiness was much more apparent afterwards. Is the comparison because I don't even remember Matt Cook being dirty in Vancouver really like at all. He was chippy. He was like at best like a burrow, like in terms of chippiness, like Burroughs yeah. level. Yeah. But ugh, and they I, used him as like a, a secondary scorer. Like yeah, he he was a Bertuzzi oh, yeah. replacement. For he a was yeah, he was the guy who went up on that line after Bertuzzi got the. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, another. I think people they, were making joking comparisons to him for uh, top sixty, though, too. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, obviously, and, no one was seriously saying this, but you know, the joke yeah, was there. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm glad that there's such a clear reason for me to not like Chara now. I know this isn't like heinous or anything. Like this, this is just dishing. Uh, but dishing on something about the 2011 Canucks and Bruins. Is, also, uh, you won. Very... Why are you being a crybaby about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the 2011 Bruins like, are the sorest winners of all time. Yeah. Like 1,000%. Yeah. Like, Elliot, I you never... know that? Okay, this is extremely niche for the Vancouver policy crowd. You know that Peter Kim guy who keeps tweeting about how salty one city and everybody is? Because his side yes. won. Sure. He, this is for five people. Zidane Chara <laughs> is the Peter Kim of hockey. Fair. Yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you for entertaining us. Jackson. It is. Uh, go on. Also, like, <laughs> I, I think the 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 one thing I will say about it, like obviously it's ridiculous, but the the fun the like the funniest aspect of it to me is like, wait a minute, this was a thing that happened, and nobody said anything about it until now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's because so you can go back, fake. you can go back and look at what the media narratives were and like what they jumped on throughout that whole <laughs> series. Like I cannot believe how big. If Ron, if anybody who's heard of Ron McLean saw this happen, you know that there would be like 
Oh, it would be like national news. It would be national news. It would be all over the, the hot stove. They'd make new hot stoves across the whole week for it. Absolutely. Remember how crazy the pumping the tires thing was when Luongo oh, said yeah. that? That was like a, a story for a fucking week. About Luongo Absolutely. saying that, like, hey, like, kind of wished. I don't, what was it? Like, he said what it was is that is that um, they basically asked him to like. This is the oh, okay. Yeah. I, I might be getting this wrong, but like my understanding, it, uh, from or my like recollection is that like this was a this was actually like a semi sarcastic thing. Yeah, that Luongo yeah. said that was like they were basically trying to get him to say talk about what? how good Tim Thomas is. And right. he was just like, and he'd already done that. And so, and then he was just like, I don't know, man. I've never heard him say anything nice about me, you know, <laughs> like just kind of like flippantly. And then they, yeah. they told Tim Thomas about it. And then he goes, oh, well, I didn't realize it was my job to pump his tires. Oh, um, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. That that was, that was, was also something about where like Wong was said that like that Burroughs OT goal in game two yeah, was a goal uh-huh. that like Thomas would give up and Luongo wouldn't, but there's but then the part that gets cut is, but obviously there's other saves that Thomas makes that I wouldn't. That I wouldn't make. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that might have been a part of that whole story. Because I just that remember was that being one like of the... a very yeah. cogent point. Because that was a ridiculous goal that most goalies would have had. Because most yeah. goalies would be in their net, not in the Brodeur zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, Thomas, Thomas obviously play. played out of his mind for some completely unexplainable reason in that series that no one will yeah, ever which... find out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he which, he, he uh, didn't have time said. to he didn't have time to pump Roberto Luongo's tires because he was too busy pumping extra <laughs> air into his pads <laughs> to make them cover his five hole. Um, but yeah. uh, anyway, it's John Garrett would be so sad that he doesn't have that. He didn't have that technology. He could have fit so many more hot dogs in his pads. <laughs> it's true, man. It's so true. Um, Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. Handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. Hi everybody! Oh hey, uh, welcome oh, to look. oh you're here. Probably Listeners. the I didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to what may end up being the only episode of Roxy Fever of December. We have a ton of shit to talk about and a ton of shit to get to. Uh, you know, especially because we were not expecting for Alex Ovechkin to just get 800 career goals uh, all in one game uh, right as we started recording, but um. Would it be yeah. funny if uh, you said only episode in December? Yeah. Well, the only uh, public episode in December. We do have one behind our Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash Roxy Viewer. Uh, we, we did a really fun one. And speaking of Luongo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cover one Luongo uh, is a big piece of it. Um, what if I'm going to the Spengler Cup in a couple of weeks? Oh, hell uh, yeah. I just I feel like I've told you four times and you're always shocked each time. That which rocks. I like. No, I, I always uh, I, yeah, I just always forget. Yeah, it's, it's a weird I'm so happy for you. Or like it just seems like something you would say as a joke. 
So I forget <laughs> that you're serious. I can't believe I'm saying it. Yeah, I am. I am going to Davos. Uh, what a piece of shit I am. Uh, I'm gonna watch Canada play a couple games. Uh, I will be the only person in my party not wearing a Canada jersey. I am yeah. going to try to find an HC Davos jersey. Uh, or yeah, it just, just a local, a a other local team jersey. But I mean, I could, uh, I wonder if I could record like a little bit or at least do like a pre-recorded thing. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Give us a little update from the the Spangler field. I might, uh, just a field recording. Like Elliot, Elliot knows my partner's, uh, has met my partner's dad. He's a bit of a Forrest Gump figure. Uh, he can meet everybody like so easy, like just we'll make friends with everybody and we'll accidentally end up in like the owner's box, uh, just on charm alone. Uh, and not even realize it. Um, I wonder how many, like, uh, what's the Canucks old coach, Travis green. I wonder if I'm going to have, like, there's a good chance. I accidentally have a beer with Travis green or like a bunch of other former Canucks. There's a bunch of former Canucks on, uh, one of the, uh, I think Prague team or something. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I'll be around them. And I assume small town people, it's probably going to be kind of like the Olympics for all the athletes are just kind of walking around. Um, yeah, gotta, I hope to, I hope, I hope to have stuff to report back on. Guy remembering report. Yeah. Just like all the guys that are around. Oh, oh yeah. I'm going to take so many candid photos. That it's oh, gonna, I can't wait. There's going to be so many creep shots of, uh, of guys named like Petrus Palmu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, who I think is going to be there. I'm pretty uh, sure he's yeah, probably. Be there. Yeah, I'm sad. Uh, Petrus Palmu, that's a name that makes me sad. The one that it's got like away. The one time that they drafted like a small, like skilled guy in the late rounds who looked really good. Oh yeah. Then, we, you know, we extrapolated so much from that pick. Yeah. Of, of just like where we, where we thought the team was going. And like, then, how much smarter we thought they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah no. Oh God. Well, where do um, we want to start? Should we, I guess we might as well start with the, like the big bomb that dropped like what yesterday or the day before the, the bomb, the bomb. Huh? The boom, yeah. The the, bomb. Uh, <laughs> just to to place ourselves in time here, we are recording on the evening of December the thirteenth. Uh, yeah, so you're listening to this in the future. This is like four days before the Bulwer trade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, um, the uh, I guess the the report out of I believe it was Rick Dollywall who reported it, and then it was confirmed by uh, Drance and a few others. Uh, the Canucks basically uh, gave Bo Horvat their final offer and it was rejected. And ostensibly that means that they are now looking at getting the best return for Bo Horvat. Um, I guess I kind of have two questions I want to pose to you guys about that, but I'll start with, um, with just the simple, like, how do you guys react when you heard that? Hmm. Well, I mean, take in. Yeah, fair. I'm just killing time before Elliot answers, but uh, I guess I can say like we 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 saw it was coming. Uh, sure. I'm glad that this conversation. You know what? I'm glad this conversation's happening now. I kind of thought that they're going to drag this out. Mm-hmm. I was happy when I saw that it was the final offer. Obviously, I'm disgusted by. Uh, well. I feel disgusted on behalf of Horvat that sure. he was offered what less than JT Miller. Yeah, is, it, that, is that true? It that's, hasn't okay, been confirmed. What? It sounds to me like uh, basically 
they were not willing to go higher than JT Miller with yeah. Lowe. Um, Leaving aside the fact they can't go higher. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. they, that is, well, you know, with the, with the current cap at least, right? Yeah. Unless, okay. I don't know, the uh, NHL has a lot of crypto and well, well yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Vias, I, I just want to interrupt this very quickly because yep, they're flashing please. a graphic on the screen. So you mentioned that to get uh, from 700 to 800 was 162 games, right? Yeah, uh, for yeah, for Alex Ovechkin? So, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay, well, they, have this, they have this graphic on the um, on the TV right now. There is only one span of 100, uh, like of 100 goals where it took him less games to get to or two. Sorry. <laughs> so like uh, his fastest was 100 to 200. And then he had another one that was like 400 to 500 or something. And then all the yeah, rest were like, 130 games. were like 160 five or like 170 or like so he's like literally like his pace like hasn't changed over his like whole career basically that's amazing anyways that's yeah. crazy. um that's so speaking cool. of guys who score a lot of goals uh back to bohor right. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean obviously this has been the writing on the wall since like it's been the writing on the wall since miller was signed yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah. Depending on who you talk to, it's been the writing on the wall since about 2016 when everyone was joking about like, oh, when they have to trade Bo Horvat to start the real rebuild, <laughs> yeah. right. which is literally a thing that that like was a meme. There were paths, out, there were paths to avoid it in 2016, even though you could see this future. Yeah. But now it's like, no, you you have closed off those doors. Yeah. The yeah. path is narrowed. So my second question is given what happened with JT Miller where it looked like there was no chance in hell it was going to get done and it continued to look like there was no chance in hell it was going to get done and then a bunch of time passed and they didn't like the offers and then they cleared some cap space and then they signed JT Miller what do you actually think the chances are that this was really their final offer and that they won't just trade Besser for nothing, uh, like trade Tyler Myers for like a guy who makes a million and a million less than him or like two million less than him clear just enough space and re- and and actually end up resigning Blahovrat, and that this is all ends up just being like much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. There, there's a good chance. I mean, you're, you're right about uh, it's probably not really whether it's the final offer. I don't think it really is. I think it's like final offer underscore second final offer. Like you know, yeah. <laughs> you're doing yeah. like a Photoshop file. Like they're all final, final, final. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's such thing as a final offer uh, mm-hmm. until until the deadline's really passed. Um, also, uh, front office probably sees what everybody's saying about this. Like, what's it going to mean if you can't sign Bo Horvat? Like, that, this, is when, this is when everything's over if he's gone. Like, you can't continue retooling with him gone. You can't really scorer. pretend that you're not in a rebuild if you trade yeah, your yeah. 27 Trading year old. is accepting that you're doing a rebuild. Yeah, yeah captain yeah. who who has, like, who is on pace for, like, 70 goals or some fucking insane thing. And who's 27. Yeah, not even yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, even, I think there's some, yeah. 
I think there's some people who will convince themselves that like uh, in, in Canucks front office who will be like, uh, well, yeah, we can get rid of Horvat, but we can retool. <clears throat> you know, we have Kuzmenko. We have all these other guys. Uh, we can trade for some small guys. But we're at such a point, and uh, at Hockey Dipshit, or Stefan Heck uh, sure, yeah. was talking about this on Twitter today. Uh, rivals, I don't know, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> I don't care, yeah. He, uh, he said, like, even kind of, uh, how do I say this? Even hockey oafs from outside mm-hmm. of Vancouver yeah. are now seeing what the Canucks are. They're seeing that this is a failing franchise, and if they can't hold on to this, uh, after and then they start learning about JT Miller, then it's over. If if the oafs of the hot stove and just like major major hockey media, if guys like, like who's that guy, John Shannon, the yeah. the yeah. the Mitch McConnell looking motherfucker, yeah, totally uh, on Donnie and Dolly sometimes. Um, if even those guys who will be asked to talk about the Canucks on the radio for like three hours a week, who clearly don't watch the team at all. Yeah, and just text with the owners. Those guys will not be able to let this go. They signed Miller and they got rid of Horvat. When Horvat's one of the best players in the league this year. Yeah, uh, it's so funny. Like it is genuinely extremely funny that Bo Horvat just decided to go sicko mode this year and so just be, oh, and yeah, just become like a, twice as good of a player as he's ever been at any. It point just it makes career. me like, like him so much more. So <laughs> Like, it's, it's the it biggest rocks. dick move ever. It's and so funny. I, yeah. I, I feel like if somebody would ask him, was like, yeah, you know, like this might be an anomaly year for you. Mm-hmm. He's probably got like a Cheshire cat smile on right now. I was like, yeah, I know. Was, oh, I'm probably yeah. peaked. This yeah. is the best fucking time to peak. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm so happy for him. Don't peak the year after you sign your big R UFA deal. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It is also very <laughs> funny that they've had this happen, that the Canucks have had this happen to them two years in a row now. Where yeah. a guy just has a contract year and is just like, oh, time to go off. Like, uh, how do you how do we follow up? Uh, uh, how do the hockey gods follow up? JT Miller ninety fucking what was it ninety nine point ninety nine? It was yeah, because it I was, was so happy that he never got that he didn't get to <laughs> yeah. hundred. Um, uh, yeah, ninety nine point season from from JT Miller perennial like, you know like 60 point guy basically until he came here like not even wasn't um, he a 3c on the lightning when we got yeah him? he wasn't even a yeah. c like that's the thing yeah. is like he was he was a he was like a three le- uh, like lw um but uh he like yeah 99 point season from from uh jt miller how, like what how do we follow that up like 45 goal season from bo horvat like as a center who wins like 60% of his face offs. Um, it's say Louis, Louis gonna be so happy with him. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I mean, we were joking. Uh, I was joking yesterday uh, that like, like what's the thing they're going to do as like a panic react uh, to losing Bo Horvat. And I was saying like, I'm starting to talk myself into Ryan O'Reilly. Cause he's a free agent uh, this summer. I don't think they're that stupid, but I don't think they have enough room to be like, if you let Horvat walk, you don't have enough room to be stupid. I mean, you think you but do, but like, I, I think this how is how stupid a, can you be? Right. Well, yeah, I, I suppose stupid that's money, We would just sign Horvat. We can, um, we can return to this in a second, but I think this kind of dovetails nicely into the Brock Besser 
stuff because that was another story. Like trying to imagine, like try to imagine you had this week's headlines beamed into your brain, like backwards through time into like 2017 that like they they're going to trade Bo Horvat and they're going to trade Brock Besser. Those are the, those are the, the, like the week's headlines. And one of those things, like kind of barely even elicits a response. Yeah. It's wild. Like, and, and what the reason why I bring Besser up now at this point in the conversation is just because I think like what happens with him will be a really interesting um, possible like preview to how this Horvat situation actually goes. Because like if they can just get off of Besser for just like a mid-round pick or something and the return, the real return is just the cap space, that mm-hmm. totally changes the Horvat calculus. Especially, yeah, and like you said earlier, especially if they can get Myers or something out. Yeah, and 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 I just and, and then and then cap next year. I know it came out this year that it was only a million dollars uh, projected yeah. so far, mm-hmm. which right. L- lol. Uh, that was very funny to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, I wish. I wish. You know how they do the draft lottery as a big spectacle now? Yes. I wish they also yeah. did an event like that, in the same presentation, yes. the same. Uh, what's his What's his fucking uh, Humpty Dumpty, whatever name. The guy who uh, shows the what team uh, Bill team Daly gets, gets the pick. Bill Daly. Yeah, That's yeah. What I almost called him they John do, Daly. <laughs> they should do that. John Daly is much cooler. Wait, uh, yeah. They should do that with announcing what the cap is going to be the next year. Absolutely, I would. And, love you, that. and you just have the the five GMs from the highest and then the lowest cap teams just yes. like look at their reactions because uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Rutherford would have had like the Martin Prince or Ralph Wiggum face when oh, yeah, totally. he gets disappointed by Lisa. The, just uh, crushed. Just the same, you know, Linden, the, turning the around Linden. a card, a giant card that says one million on it. Like that would be amazing. <laughs> because yeah, I mean, uh, like a theme here is gonna be that the Canucks always do the stupidest possible thing, pretty much. Like, um, but like Stupidest possible thing while also doing it at the worst time. Yes. That yeah, is sometimes yes. not even at their in their control. Sometimes I mean, which they should be able to see, but yeah. We're always splitting the difference between one of those two things. Yeah. Um but uh but the and and I mean the Charlie Brown uh Charlie Brown and the football thing like comes up over and over again, but like I think the the most Charlie Brown with the football thing that that happens in Vancouver like every year is but the caps going up uh <laughs> because it's just it's just so it's such an unbelievable um display of just like not understanding life like do you you realize that if you don't make dumb moves and the cap goes up you have even more cap space right yeah, yeah that's like, element yeah. number one and then element number two is it never goes up as much as they say it's go- like as much as people say who, it's going to yeah like, who is that player you you told us about earlier who got the huge payday because of the cap going up like the last time it went up by a lot oh so it was it was what i said was uh so drance has been on this tip um for the past couple weeks where he compares it to the nba yeah um 
And there's a there's a there was a player in the NBA who signed like a massive four year deal in like his 30s or whatever. And his name is um, Timofey Mozgov. And he's oh, just NBA like a player. Okay, yeah. yeah. And he's just like a pretty yeah. OK guy. Yeah. He, he who, I'm pretty sure he was a big European center and yeah, like had yeah. a OK playoffs, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but after beyond that, like he he did not hold up. And so so Drance has been asking like openly, like when the cap finally does have a year where it goes up like four million or something. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the Timofey Mozgov of uh, of the NHL? And I was just okay. saying, like, there's absolutely zero chance the Canucks aren't the ones who signed that deal. They're going to be in the sweepstakes for sure. Like, and I mean, <clears throat> I don't know, like, I things can change, but like, I'll believe it when I see it as far as uh, like them doing anything that's not completely stupid goes. Um, but like, I, I just kind of look at, I look at the lay of the land and I just think like, <sighs> it wouldn't be impossible to clear the cap space for, for Bo. Like they yeah. kind of have figured out a way to do this. Besser, you only need like three and a half. Yeah. For Bo, which gives you another three, which should get you through the off season. Well, and then the Is other anybody big coming off the books this year. Outside, well, outside of that, like, oh, there's no, this one not, player who is coming off the books who will open up really? Cassidy. Oh, it's Bill Horvat. Not, not a big, no big players, anyways, that I like, can think of. Arguably, Bear, but you probably want to resign him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you got to keep him. If you he, really got to resign Bear. Yeah, if I mean, he's willing to, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they have Myers off the books next year, which is their big, like, that's their big one that's kind of on the horizon. Um. But like I, I just uh, and you can get uh, three if you retain and trade a very strong... and he and he's easy to notice on the horizon because he's tall. <laughs> yes, but like a very very strong part of me just thinks like, well, they really like as long as you only look ahead to this summer, they only need to free up like three or four million in cap space to sign just Horvat, like if that's the direction they decide to go in. I'm mm-hmm. not saying it is, and I'm not saying like, like who knows how it's going to end up, but like if they, because the thing is, is that like Horvat is getting a raise. It's not like he's making zero dollars. Like it's not like you have to come up with, let's say he wants 8.5, right? I think he makes 5.5 yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. you're not, you don't have to come <clears throat> up with 8.5. You have to come up with three. And so, like, you, you know, you trade, you trade Besser, and that gets you off of almost six, like, assuming you don't take any money back, which I, I don't think would happen. But, like, you know, assuming, it's, yeah, you, you get back a body or something. Yeah, it's entirely feasible that they could do the Jason Dickinson thing and just, like, get a totally shit return for Brock Besser, get a, uh, like, don't look at Myers as a real asset and just like trade him for a guy. Like, do a do another like OEL style style trade where you trade like Tyler Myers for an even shittier player who makes like three million dollars a year for the next six years <laughs> or whatever. Like, I don't even know who that guy. Well, would no, because be. at that point you just buy out Myers. Yeah, or you could do that. Yeah, totally. 
you know, so I'm just I'm not a thousand I'm not completely convinced that this really is it with Bo Horvat because when have they ever done this? When have they ever traded their big giant trade ship who's like on an expiring deal? And like you Jim. You can't <laughs> like you can't point to guys like Tyler Mott or like Alex Burroughs or Yannick no, Hansen. No, you, you because it's not. not the same thing. Like yeah. Bo Horvat is is like a an almost unprecedented trade chip if you trade him like today. Like I, I mean, the I biggest cover bowl would be Linden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even and that's, that's why that's why I said my reaction. If you maybe Bertuzzi, if you really want to think about but, it, but, you know, like someone tried to make this he was case so to distressed me by the time. earlier today, and he and was such a distressed asset. End of his deal, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah. just like, like, if if Bo Horvat tomorrow decides to go out and commit armed robbery, then he's comparable to Bertuzzi. <laughs> but like, <laughs> until something like that happens, it's not the same ballpark. Um, no. Yeah, this is why I was excited when you first asked what my reaction was. Or not yeah. excited, but my reaction was, I'm glad it happened now because sure. I don't want this final offer shit to be happening in March yeah. or right before the trade right. deadline. Whenever the deadline uh, is. I, yeah. know, I know Like, we're not necessarily early in the season. This is no. basically the halfway mark of the season uh, or even more so before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I like that we have time to do this. And uh, I assume it's harder to trade a player like Horvat closer to the deadline yeah you kind of um, want to get it out of the way you kind of want to be the person who like especially when you if you have the biggest asset it's like yeah. you want to be the person who sets the market it's and like you be, yeah you want everyone to still have all their money yeah you make a deal in january or early february where it's like this is the biggest return a guy is going to get and everything yeah. else is based on like you know you you want uh, the the Blues potentially, um, and definitely the Blackhawks, uh, with Jonathan Taves, to be looking at that return and being like Jonathan Taves is sixty five percent of the Bohorovat trade, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ryan mm-hmm. O'Reilly is seventy three percent of the Bohorovat trade. That's what we want. You know, mm-hmm. you want to be the guy mm-hmm. who like figures that out. You don't want to be the team mm-hmm. that goes. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! We have a week to figure this out, and all the other teams are deciding. Yeah. Actually, we don't have money for for Bo Horvat, and yeah. we don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, but like, he's a fucking loser who's never won a fucking thing in his life. Like, at least in the <laughs> NHL, and we have two Stanley Cup winning centers that are also both rentals. Like, I'm not saying mm. that would happen, but it could. No, but you also don't <laughs> want see, to go out and drop a first and a top tier prospect on Taves and then you, you try to trade Horvat and then it's like, well, all the first top tier prospects were spoken for. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like, yeah. You don't want to run out of that. Has dance part of that or yeah. Taves and Riley. Yeah. You right. you said you said that it'd be it, uh, how crazy it would be for the Canucks to do a Canucks and they done this before. Yeah. Um trade upon trade deadlines and like mid season big player for player mm-hmm. or just big player trades, I feel like are in the downswing. Has anybody else even been in this spot before where it's happened where a player like Horvat I mean, gets actually traded in the mid- like middle? Like, no, of the in the yes. sense that this is extremely unique, but also, yes, in the sense that, like, 
you know, Matt Duchesne got traded. Ryan O'Reilly got traded twice. Um, there are big pieces like this that move. Um, wasn't um, Jeff Carter and Mike Richards? Is that right? Yeah, they were wasn't moved together. The... Yeah, yeah. Or they were moved, maybe not together, but like they were together. Right they were the separated, time. and then they were reunited. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. them the captain of their team or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I believe Richards was. I don't yeah. think I don't think the comparison is uh, once again like I don't think the comparison is exactly one to one because Mike Richards, of course, his uh, value was depressed as well because of the Laugh Factory incident. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um yeah, Richardson, no, it it, yeah. it is similar. Um, yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, exactly. It's not a one to one mapping, but it is a similar situation. Yeah. Um, so to, to, to bring this back to, to Besser, um, (laughs) thank you, uh, for a second, uh, this is what, like, you know, everything is just so goddamn stupid all the time because now they're, they're literally, I, I feel like we buried the lead here. Like they are getting Besser's agent involved to try to move him because that's how much nobody wants him. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, that was like a death row. That was like a that was like when you fart right before you die. They somehow that's how, that's how felt. managed to take an asset that was worth next to nothing, and then wait like six months, and then be like, okay, now we have to move him now that he's somehow worth even less. Should have done in the summer. It's genuinely astounding. Like, uh, and the thing that I've been, uh, I've talked about it on the show before, but I've been really, I'm starting to try to like get the, get the movement going because we do know that like this, uh, the owner and shit, like they do pay attention to what fans are talking about and what they want. And, uh, if, if they got to move Horvat, I want them to move Kuzmenko too. Um, they got to. He yep. is too obvious. He's less than a year younger than Bo Horvat. He's just going to be due for a big raise. And, but again, like everyone is just so goddamn stupid. Like that we just, if you had space and you could justify going for it, he'd be a great person to keep. Absolutely. But we, but we just keep saying on, the same such shit. A good trade to great. Yeah. Such a good trade shit. Yes. Yeah. It's free. It's free money. Free money. Really. It's free we, money. And we keep seeing like the, the same shit over and over again. And even if it gets slightly better, it's like if you take the uh, if you take the like Jim Benning vision, the Jim Benning no plan plan, and you do all the same shit, but you just do it slightly better, what you get theoretically is a slightly better team than the Jim Benning era Canucks, which is still a dog shit team. Actually, maybe worse than the Jim Benning era Canucks, because at least the Jim Benning era Canucks were shitty enough to consistently draft in the top 10. Like, the slightly better version of that is you draft between 10 and 15 over and over and over again. And, And yeah. Like, the the thing that I've been hearing people say... even not screwing up the 10 to 15 pick... mm -hmm. As opposed to screwing up your sixes with yeah. the, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, like that still doesn't make up for losing out on getting a Pedersen or uh, 
Hughes and mm -hmm. uh, Henderson and Hughes in the top ten. And yeah, yeah. And so the thing that that people have that I've seen people people that should know better too, and then other people um, saying about Kuzmenko is like they're literally saying like, well, they should talk to Petey. They should ask Petey. They should do what he wants to do. And Vias, you will be happy to know that I had your theory confirmed by uh, by a source, like someone uh -huh. relatively close to the team, that the Canucks re-signed Tanner Pearson to keep Bo Horvat happy because he I lost you. all the good players because they lost I'm all the good players you. in 2020. And I, th thank you for saying that because let me brag for a moment. Mm -hmm. That was completely a theory based off of a hunch. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It, it, it only made sense. And then the like, same person. No other reason for you to sign Pearson tonight. And then yeah. the the same person also, like a few minutes later, sent me the the like joke graph you made, where it's like <laughs> the extremely stupid person on one side and the extremely smart person on the other side, and they both say shoot. And yeah, it was also like, play. yeah, this is also a hundred percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the yeah. The the Tanner Pearson thing. So like, okay, you're to sign Andre Kuzmenko so that Elias Pettersson is happy. And then what's going to happen? Exactly the same thing that happened with Tanner Pearson, where the team sucks. So Bo, Bo Horvat's going to leave. And we still have two more years yeah, of Tanner yeah, Pearson. Matter. And that's what's going to happen with, with Kuzmenko. If the team, yeah. if the team is <laughs> shitty, if the team sucks... Oh, then okay, what's going to happen is they're going to end up with like five or six years of Andre Kuzmenko and Petey's just going to leave anyways. It's going to win. Can I quickly or... do say something really annoying? Sure. Yeah. But see, having Pearson on for another three million actually probably frees up enough space that uh, keeping Petey's actually like plausible. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But still, if you get rid like, of it, it it just goes to show you why like this kind of thinking of like like you're just constantly dealing from a position of weakness like yes. oh we can't trade this guy yeah there's a, there, there's some feeling there of like giving this giving your partner who's clearly like should have broken up with you a million years ago like buying buying her flowers in the, on the very last day and she's like yeah okay that's nice yeah exactly uh, she's still gonna dump your ass right after or yes. you know like that's that's the feeling I got from that. And uh, Petey's gonna Petey's gonna catch up. Who, who's been saying this? Uh, Petey's gonna pull a Kachuk. Yeah, maybe. Uh, gonna, I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't know what's in his heart. I don't know what he wants. Yeah, like, sure, sure. There are sure. things. I'm sure there are things they could do. Like if Bo Horvat leaves and they make Petey captain, that changes things. Sure. That totally yeah. changes things. Like that is a thing they could do. That could keep him around. Ah. Uh, but I don't think no. They're gonna they're gonna trade Horvat and then make Miller the captain. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but I don't think that that you know signing your your kind of secondary pieces to show your star players that you give a shit or that you uh you know that you're serious about competing or whatever is gonna do anything if you, the team still sucks. So, like, re-sign Andre Kuzmenko, sure. But you better fucking be a team that is in a playoff spot by the end of 
like next season when PD's contract expires, or it's not going to matter at all. Yeah. Like, and the thing too is like, yeah, Kuzmenko's older. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess he's about the same. I guess he's what two years younger he, than Pearson was when he got. Signed. I thought he's like. I thought he's probably the same age as Horvat. Yeah, he's like twenty-six something. He's like another year younger. He's he's twenty-six. He's gonna be twenty-seven by the end of the season. Ah, okay. Yeah, I don't know how old Pearson was. I feel like he was more like twenty-nine. Yeah, yeah, he but, was already he was already a little bit. But I'm not but even sure if my other part of this theory, which is that because Michael will be cheaper than Pearson. Although yeah, I definitely I, agree that he's better. He's another example, though, of a guy who, in a similar way to Bo Horvat, is kind of like in this uncharted territory, right? Because he's been so good, and he's so cheap, and still pretty young, like. If he keeps up his current point pace, he's going to ha- end the season with like 65 or 70 points or something. I don't even know what the comparison is for for him. Because like even Panarin, I think, had to sign an ELC. So it, I'm not sure. It yeah. just it's just more. You know, I, I, we're, we're reaching a stage here where, you know, once again, if you trade Horvat. You have to start looking at guys who are 20, who, other guys who are 26, 27 and thinking like, well, what are we doing with these guys? Because, you know, uh, Kuzmenko is going to be 27 by the end of the season. If that means that he's going to be 30 by the time the team is good again, and I, I don't even know when the team's going to be good again. I don't know what the way out of this is, but if it's Andre Kuzmenko is 30 years old by the time that like they're ready to be eighth in the Western conference, you know, second wildcard spot, then what are you doing? Why, why would you why just trade care? that guy? Yeah. Like that. Makes so Panarin, got, Panarin had a two year ELC and got six after it. And it, it, as stupid as it is with Kuzmenko, it's not even nearly the dumbest shit that's out there because like I've seen a lot of people making the case that they can't afford to trade Luke Shen because of his like leadership or because he's so such a good partner with Hughes. And I, I'm repeating myself here, but I haven't said it on the yeah, show. So I'm going to say it like, okay, if you can afford to lose Luke Shen and his veteran leadership and his play, then you have to trade him. If you can't afford to lose Luke Shen and his veteran leadership and how good he is with Hughes and yada, yada, yada. Then you should trade literally everyone. Every single yeah, person, fine. blow it up. That yeah. this, that I, I saw that. That's that can't lose Luke Shen when it's this bad because it's too fragile. Yeah. No, none. Like, I'm sorry. I love no. Elias Pettersson, but if he can't survive that, he's never going to win a Stanley cup. That's a, that's a, like, that's a fucking bitch player. That's a, that is a like mentally weak player that will never win anything in this league. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford to lose Luke Shen on a twenty fifth place team, like, because you there's not enough leadership or whatever. Like both narratives can't be true. Where the whole season we've heard how the locker room's uh, the worst it's ever been. Uh, nobody's showing leadership except for tiny amount of players, and then say, "Well, if we get rid of Luke Shen." Who's gonna stand up in the locker room? It's like, well, clearly he's not 
like he can be a good leader, but sometimes it would like the room's too rotten. Yeah, it it cannot yeah. it, it cannot be because the so... guy who never back checks got the biggest deal. I mean, yes, yeah. that is true. But the other and also just that losing too, breeds. Well, yes, losing breeds that. Yeah, what, the that, other thing that, that breeds one that, Luke Shen can fix. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the the other thing that breeds what you're describing, Elliot, is not just losing, but over and over again, consistently, through many many years of being bad, paying ass players shit tons of money for no reason, mm-hmm. like that fucks up your contract negotiations and your like team culture worse than anything. Because, like, when you have Louis Erickson sitting around for five years making $6 million a year, how does every player in that locker room not go, well, I guess I must be worth at least 6.1 because this guy sucks? I mean, the thing is, like, there's so many ways in which an NHL team is not, like, a real workplace. Sure. But when someone that you think is not good at their job is getting paid a ton and getting paid more than you – it breeds resentment in our normal workplace. Yeah. Let alone in a workplace mm-hmm. where literally every dollar another player gets is a dollar out of your pocket because of the nature of the 50-50 HRR split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have, yeah. what, six to ten years to make bank for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. And you're expected to suffer because your team doesn't have the cap space to resign you or give you the raise that you think you deserve because a guy like OEL or Erickson are making six, seven million dollars. Like, of course, you're going to be resentful of that. I read an article that I wrote like over two years ago, just for like curiosity's sake before we started here tonight, that I think was called, I wrote it for uh, a website that shall not be named. Um, I think it was called like the Canucks spent their money on the wrong players at the wrong time. And the, uh, the oh, this is the article name, not the website. Yeah, no. The 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 gist uh, <laughs> of the article was basically like there are there's the good type of bad contract and there's the bad type of bad contract. The good type of bad contract. There's is, two types of contract. No, <laughs> is when uh, is when you sign like the good type of bad contract is when you sign a legacy contract for your team right like a good bad contract is the canucks um signing you know the Sidians each to like seven million dollar cap hits a year when they're like 34 or whatever because they're the fucking Sidians. and you and you just you hand them a blank check and it's still probably less than they could have theoretically gotten somewhere else or whatever right that's a good type of of bad contract. Another good type of bad contract is like we our cup window lasts three years. I'm going to sign TJ Oshie for eight years. That contract is going to look terrible by the time it's over. Do I care? No, because we just won a Stanley Cup. We just won our first yeah. Stanley Cup in, you know, in year two of that contract. So who gives a shit? Who cares that it's going to yeah. suck by the end of it? You won a Stanley Cup, or you were at least in the running to win a Stanley Cup. It was at least plausible that you would. Yeah. The bad type of bad contract is when you are a bad team that signs some other team's legacy contract for no reason, like 
literally the only impact it has is like maybe you were gonna be the worst team in your league in the league and now you're the fifth worst team in the league or whatever which is not how it works because most usually those players are not worth like that many wins just on their own um and i wrote this two years ago and i was writing it about like tana of markstrom to foley and stetcher stetcher's kind of a different thing because he didn't really make that much money but like but the the point that how I was just basically... find, how can you just find not having two, three, well, like two, three, four million dollars for stature when you can justify dropping almost eight on OEL? Exactly. Because, like, without Cappets, I'd rather have stature than OEL. Thousand percent. Yeah. And the, the, basically, you could just copy paste everything that I wrote and just replace it with you know, replace like Erickson, uh, Erickson, Beagle, Roussel with OEL and Myers or like, you know, and, and, and replace depending on how it's going to go here, uh, Tanev with Horvat or whatever. And like, they probably shouldn't have signed the, it's probably a good thing, I guess, that they didn't sign the Tanev contract. But if they had, it would have been, it would have not even ranked in like the top five worst contracts that they've given to defensemen. It would have just been like, ah, oh, yeah, they paid Tanov a little bit too much, but he's Tanov. Like, how it also could have been read as uh, like a Burroughs style contract. Like, look, we owe you some money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would have been like one of those good, bad contracts. And he's only making yeah, we didn't want to have for one more year after this one. Yeah. Like, like you're you're saying you wouldn't like to have him over OEL, you know, like ugh, over three million dollars in walking around money. Chris Tanev would be their best right-handed defenseman. That's <laughs> he just Stetcher and Tanner are both right-handies, and OEL's a left. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's genuinely like I said. Like I I made this point uh, yesterday or the day before or whatever. Like I literally atrophied as a hockey analyst because I had to cover this team. And so there was no way to stress <laughs> test any of my takes because I, I've I've batted like fucking 990 on this team <laughs> since since 2016. Like like the only thing I got wrong was like minor details of the JT Miller trade. I I thought they were going to end up giving up a lottery pick when they made that trade. And instead, they somehow managed to get an even worse result from it than that. I, I would I would say, like, and having JT Miller to signed to, to this contract is worse than giving up, like, the fifth overall pick for JT Miller. This fucks them over for longer than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you at least get a new pick each year. Yeah. That, that, that goose lays another egg at least each year. But this one, no, you're, 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 you're stuck with this one. Uh... And it's and when I say this, like, I, I don't, I'm not that fucking. I barely even pay attention anymore. Like, I'm not some like great hockey mind, but you don't have to be. Like, Vias, literally, <laughs> who is yeah. in the in the hockey realm, literally just some guy, some guy, man. Like, who probably like, I don't know. Pick a pick an Eastern Conference team. Like, <laughs> could you name like more than four players on the Buffalo Sabres? Like, I could guarantee Hell you, no. right? Hell no. And 
and I mean, I've, Jeff I, I've, 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 yeah, sure. Like you could you could have given me given me like even the leaps and like after like three or four players, I would have still run out. Each of like you guys, the fact that I don't know the Leafs roster tells you that I don't pay exactly. attention to shit. E- each of you guys, who, who probably watches like maybe half the total of minutes the Canucks play every year, I would say, like, yeah, you know, and I'm not that much better, but like each of you guys putting up like. Barry Bonds level fucking numbers <laughs> about being correct about the Canucks, like it. it and and now it shouldn't, it shouldn't be difficult. Team, even with things being a little bit better now with the with the current front office, you're, we're still talking about a team that is run basically uh if you're the mistakes have different style but they're the same mistakes run by the stupidest man in the world who then hired the second stupidest man in the world to (laughs) be to run the team for him for eight years and you know at this point like i actually almost feel bad for jim rutherford and patrick alvian in a sense because so much of this shit was already baked in and they kind of came to the team at this awkward time where if you squint, you could kind of be like, well, you know, like they had like 90 points and they have all these guys that score a lot and they have Quinn Hughes and they have mm-hmm, Thatcher mm-hmm. Demko who we'll talk about in a second. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, if, you know, make a couple tweaks and yeah, you got a hundred point team. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you're fine. Like we'll be, we'll be out of there by Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the same shit, saying the same shit. Like to, to return to Horvat for a second, like they're talking about targeting young players in the Horvat trade. So if they do end up trading Bo Horvat, then the question becomes like, what are the chances that they somehow manage to make the return for the, for Bo Horvat be like a number five, right hand D and a fourth line center. Who's right-handed like swing on two like 23 year old guys who can help them right now and just need to change the scenery. And then it's just like, oh, our best trade chip we've ever had landed us like, you know, the equivalent of fucking Aaron Volpatti and Aaron Rowan. <laughs> or Brock Besser three years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What, do you guys see what the uh, expected haul would be for Besser or I guess the ask? Wasn't uh, it like a second or a third? That's what I was. That's what I saw. Yeah, yeah that's what I was hearing. Yeah. Brutal. Sad, man. Brutal. Sad, but hell, I'll take it. Uh, me too. But there was a time, yeah. right, not that time. long ago when it's like, oh, the, the asking price for Besser starts with a first. Plus. Yeah. 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 It's wild. And they keep doing this. They keep managing to to be like, oh, fuck. Our guy's not worth anything now. Better trade him. We have Which to. exactly when you shouldn't trade them. It's like it's just gonna be so funny when, like, 
you know, Marge, like, was it buy high, sell low? Yeah, like like five <laughs> years from now, they're gonna be like, oh fuck, we have we? to sign Ethan Bear to six by six extension <laughs> to keep Andre Kuzmenko happy so he doesn't leave. You know, like that's what it's gonna be like. And um, um, I, you know, I, we could keep going around in circles forever, but it it it's also like extremely funny that all of this is happening in an all in year where their goalie gets hurt and now they have like a nobody in net who is standing between you know them and and contending for contending for the playoffs and then like just after that guy like the most dire backup situation in maybe not the entire league but close like because you know, as much as I think a lot of us were saying, like, who boy, you're going to go into next year with Spencer Martin as your backup, eh? That's one thing. And I think ultimately, uh, on balance, he's been pretty good. I think we can all say that. Yeah. But like, yep. after him, you know, like, what it's happens dark. when he needs a break and you, you're going to, and we like, saw that. Yeah. Yeah. They gave up what? Uh, what was the the end score of that Montreal game? Seven six or something? Oh boy, I'm so mad that I turned that that I like didn't turn that game on because the Canucks were down four nothing. Oh yeah, I only turned that on right at the end. Uh, yeah, I was falling fall on the box score. And I remember that what, what was the game right after that? Was that San Jose where almost the same thing happened? Ah uh, yeah, I mean not at the same level, but like they they had a moment there where they won three games. I believe it was they won three games in a row all in overtime against three teams that are like all bottom five in the standings. It was Arizona and then Montreal and then San Jose. I might be not, there might've been another game in there somewhere, but I, mm-hmm. I remember this because I remember for three games in a row, John and John were doing the, like, here's what happened the last time the Canucks played in overtime. And it was just the last game. It was just a clip from the game. We all just watched because of, them winning that way three times in a row but like right you know montreal maybe give them a slight pass because they um they always breaking down a little bit well they sort of find a way to to like compete with good teams because they're kind of young and full of energy and they they have a good coach that gets a lot out of them or whatever but like arizona and san jose you should not need overtime to beat those teams if you're no. a serious team. Yeah. It was fun to watch them score in the third, though. Oh, yeah. Blast. I mean, these games have a lot of these. When they win, they're generally pretty fun to watch. Yeah. Like, uh, but the losses are like, oh, that Minnesota game. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, I, I didn't watch a single second of that game. Awful. It was awful. Oh, actually, you know what? I did watch about two seconds of that game. Uh, and I, I sent you this uh, this video clip. I forgot who did it. Maybe I'll share it from the main main account, but it's JT Miller, I believe, giving advice in practice to uh, one of the younger guys, being like, "Oh, it's so good. It's, you you oh, can't, it's so funny. Uh, you can't dish bad passes in the in the, in the no. show, but and then what, it's uh, no. What he says is it's even better than that. He says, Please. "No such thing as bad passes in the national." And oh, I, I th- yeah, what yeah. I think he's saying is that like. You know, you can't use like, oh, it wasn't a good pass. 
as an excuse for oh, like yeah. bobbling yeah. the puck because like we're all pros here. He even says to him, JT Miller, hi- highest paid Canuck ever. Uh, you make a lot of money. That's what he says. He says, no such thing as yeah. bad passes in the national. You make a lot of money. And then, yeah, someone made a TikTok, and the next thing is him turning the puck over, terrible pass, directly the worst leads pass. to a goal. The worst just, pass you've uh, ever seen in your life. Just somebody on the uh, on the point at the board, well, Miller at the point at the board, uh, right by the blue line, and feeding to the other to the other point man, and uh, not actually going to that point man. It's a it's a clear breakaway pass. Uh, I I remember a few years ago. Uh, when PK Subban was a still in the league and B still good, there was a, a a thing. I think it was Andrew Berkshire talking about like turnovers and how like turnovers are kind of a bad stat because you can't turn the puck over if you don't have it. And so mm-hmm. what you actually want to look at is like turnovers per touch. And PK Subban was a guy who like of course somebody of course somebody counts that. That's he, awesome. And he and yeah, so well, he went through like you don't sports. No logic right yeah yeah yeah. but at the Um, time no one did yeah no and but he had uh, access to sport logic so he was able to do this he was like pk suban is top of the league in turnovers and also top of the league like so okay he's top of the league in turnovers and then bottom of the league sorry in turnovers per touch so like he's only turning the puck over so much because he has the puck all the time and the, and so like he turns it over once per game, but he makes like seventy passes a game or some insane thing. Obviously, it's not that, but like I would love to see that for JT Miller and just find out that the reason why he has so many assists is just because he passes the puck more than anyone else in the game. <laughs> and then if you just like actually look at like because he needs to get rid of it, yeah, like and, like and then you you look at like how many uh, times he passes the the pocket like what his like success rate is and it's like 50 percent <laughs> um i'm sure that's not the case but it would be very funny um yeah I, yeah that was hilarious i don't know i have nothing else to say about that it's uh, it's the funniest three second connects clip yeah so good yeah um i guess we, ju- we just talked about uh demco i don't really have much more to say about that but uh maybe we should just very quickly address the luongo ring of honor thing um oh have we not i guess the subject we talk of, about that on the uh, we talked about it a little bit on the patreon but we should like yeah we should touch on it here too because oh, so our patreon episode was about the heritage classic right yeah and uh uh what we talked about there and we won't revisit it i'll just summarize very quickly is basically that like the that's why his number's not being retired. It's just because of how badly the relationship deteriorated. And people point to Bure, but that's different because Bure was uh, like Chad about it. And he was like, fuck you. I'm not playing for you. And then left. Whereas Luongo was like exceedingly nice the entire time. And we just treated him so poorly that eventually he was like, I guess I have to leave now. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> you know um and uh yeah i mean i just wanted to give both of you like both of you guys the chance to uh say your piece about uh luongo whether his number should be retired etc cetera, etc cetera. look everybody gets so mad with how many numbers the canucks have retired 
Mm-hmm. And I kind of get it because, like, what is Smeal and Linden and Maslin doing up there? Sure. But, like, it just makes so many of the people that I dislike immensely mad mm-hmm. to have, you know, uh, six numbers now retired without a cup. Yeah. Why not make it seven? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Why not? It's also only one digit. So if you think about it, it's actually half as many numbers as all the other ones. That's right. Mm, yeah, we true. we keep we keep retiring these uh, double digit numbers, and I, I just don't think that's right. Yeah, uh, I, th- I, th- I think uh, yeah, I think uh, Longo has to be in there. It's a uh, it's it's a travesty. Uh, I mean, I think that what, what real, the say. like iron test of a retired number is like, would it be weird to see someone else wearing that number? And the thing about sure. Smeal, Linden. And even Nasland. Maybe less so Nasland than the other two, but like mm-hmm. I routinely think like, oh, like if there's a player that I don't know in the Canucks and I can't quite make out what their number is on the feed, I will sometimes guess that it's a 12 or a <laughs> like a 12 or a 16 until I realize that that can't be possible because of the angle. Like I'm just thinking that because yeah. of the angle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like I am never gonna think it's a 22 or a 33. And so yeah. I'm trying to think if I saw a Canucks goalie and just due to the angle, you know, he's wearing seven for some truly insane reason. Yeah. What I think is a one and what I think that's not possible. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. And I a, don't know. That's like, an interesting rubric. I like that, actually. That's like that. I, that's I like it, too. Very emotional, but also like it, it's more logical than the other ones that we've heard. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But like um, that's that's that should be the test because it's like would it be weird to see another player wearing this? So then you know, do you think it could be a number someone's wearing? I I will say the one thing I'll say about Nasland is the funny thing about Nasland is that if you if you actually look like from something like two thousand and one until two thousand and four, he was like far and away the the guy who scored the most points in the NHL. And then just somehow through Canucks luck, never won a Richard or Art yeah, Ross. By or Art. Unlike the last night of the season, yeah. too. So I'm I'm a little Wait, more which is why it was I, so I'm amazing. overstating the case that it should only be the twins, but I, I I'm totally fine with that uh take, by the way. I, I kind of think that. But I I respect that I, I'm fine with Smeal. Weirdly, I'm fine more with Smeal being there than I am with I, and I also recognize that I've watched play, so like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I said this is me doing some elder worship here, but also sure. like that's a long era of Canucks history that I just can't speak to. Sure, uh, yeah. and so I have time for that. I for some re- I know I know you said about the Naslin thing, and Naslin was like one of my first favorite players ever. Sure, but I I do have time for like dissecting. Not not now, actually. No. which means yeah. I don't have time right now. But yeah, like, totally. Uh, <laughs> that that is more up for debate for me. I am. I think all of us are the most up, for, up uh, prepared to fight other people about Lyndon being on there. Yeah, totally. uh, just because it pisses people off, and it's very fun to do it. Yeah, a thousand percent. Um, and he also but, probably uh, is like the weakest statistical case. Maybe I believe easily. you are yeah. correct. Yes. However, here's another emotional uh, metric. I know we're trying to wrap this part up. Sure. Yeah. Of all these players we're talking about, retired players plus mm-hmm. Wongo, let's say plus BX2. Because, sure. uh, yeah, I just said it. Uh, the player who has the most children in the city named after them in some way. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we have uh, to, I guess we have to retire Ryan Kessler's jersey then. 
<laughs> it said named after, not yeah. uh, right. birthed. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I know, but how many? Statistically, there were a lot of kids. <laughs> how many players Kessler. sired? Oh, you know? fuck! You're right. Yeah. I thought. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I, oh, I thought it was statistically on the name Ryan. Yeah, me too. That's why. Oh, okay, it fair. Too, it yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So I'm gonna. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna dance around this for a second, and uh, but I will just say for the record, uh, retires numbers. Sure. I, I. I think that's probably. It, you kind of end up doing some some pretty Mickey Mouse bullshit to to try to make the case that he shouldn't be retired, even though that's what I, that's what I'm about to do. Um, but uh, like, I do think that there there are a lot of things that people say that that just like don't hold up particularly well necessarily as arguments, or or that um, you can very easily kind of uh, like. Like, for example, people say like, oh, well, you know, he's going into the Hall of Fame and, you know, all the the like Hall of Fame Canucks that played like a significant portion of their career in Vancouver have their numbers retired. Right. Um, yeah. And the, the first thing that I will say to that is, OK, what happens if McGillney goes in the hall? You're not going to make the case that that guy should have his number retired. Right. Like. That's the line. Right. That's where the line is that I think everyone would agree that, like, if McGilney goes into the hall, that's the guy that doesn't get to have his number retired, yes. even though he's in the hall. So, yeah. OK, so you would. So it's like, OK, you look at that. That means that there's a line somewhere. Right. And I mean, I'm not comparing McGilney and Luongo because it's totally different. But like, I even think with McGilney, like he doesn't have his number retired in Buffalo, does he? Like, oh, good question. I and don't if know. he gets his number retired, would he get his number retired? Or, or and if he goes into the hall, would he get his number retired in Buffalo? I don't think so. So that's just to illustrate that there is a point that you get to where that argument doesn't hold up anymore. Um, There's a the line other... somewhere between Sundin and, I guess, Messier. And but Luongo. the difference there is that they really did not. They were there for, very for long, one to three seasons. And they weren't that good. But there's a uh, line between somewhere between them because yes. they're in the hall, right? Yes, there's a line between them and Burry McGilney or whatever. Like McGilney's on one probably end of the closer to Burry than it is to on the Burry side of McGilney, not on the yes, yes, other side of McGilney. Yeah, so that's one thing. Um, uh, the other the other thing, uh, the big one for me is uh, <laughs> Luongo's not a Canuck. Luongo's a Panther. Like I think. You make that case very strongly. He, uh, the year, the real year that he should have won the Vesna when he had the highest save percentage in the league was when he was in Florida and he just got jobbed because Florida sucked. But that's like even more of a reason that he should have won the Vesna because he had the best save percentage in the league behind one of the league's <laughs> worst teams. Um, he also played he, for I Florida. Push back on that though. He played in Florida I, I too, because I think on a national when you're talking about like a national te- like a national level perspective of what team a player is truly yeah. you have to account playoff success and I hate it it's stupid but you right. do have to do it yeah okay yeah fine. and a cup I- finals appearance when you're in like the prime of your powers not when you're like an old guy making a cameo mm-hmm. okay yeah. the pa- you know peak of his powers when I, you do that I will accept that as an answer I I I would also add to that. The reason he's a Panther, and yeah, obviously he starts out with the Panther mm-hmm. as 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 a Panther. The reason he closed out his career 
uh, not as a Canuck. The reason he's not joining the Canucks in the front office is because of that. Yeah, because uh, of how they were they treated. Because the exit that has to do with management and also probably has to do with ownership too at some level. Yeah. Um, so whose fault is it that he's not a Canuck? Sure. And I think it's not really on him That's in the fair. same way that it was on Ber- uh, Beret. So I want to return to the topic of playoff success, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this is the thing. This is actually just, this is the only point I really care about making. And it isn't even to take away from Luongo. It's just to kind of defend some old guys a little bit and just add a little bit of context to the whole thing. Uh, so, of course, all the old guys talk about Kirk McLean. And they say, oh, but what about Kirk McLean? Or it's disrespectful to Kirk McLean or whatever. And they're not the same caliber of player. It's not close. Roberto Luongo was above average or better basically the entire time he was here. Kirk McLean was like, he had like two above average seasons, two average seasons, and like three bad ones, right? But you mentioned playoff success. And in spite of the numerical case, like, in terms of just raw, like, save percentage or whatever, being heavily in Luongo's favor, Kirk McLean has one more playoff win in Vancouver than Roberto Luongo does. Oh, my God. The argument that I'm making isn't that Luongo deserves to be in because of his wins. Okay, sure. The team that played in front of this is good contrarianism by the way i know the team that played in front of kirk (laughs) mclean was about a thousand times shittier than the team that played in front of roberto luongo and he still managed one more playoff win yep way worse teams and so um i've been kirk pilled i guess a little bit mainly by (laughs) yerky good good episode title kirk pilled by yerky um uh to, to into Bill believing... sounds like something that happened to one too many aliens in the original. Uh... <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, uh, I he was better here than I think I ever gave him credit for for a long time. But I guess the the point that I'm making here is that every what's the thing everyone always says? Like, okay, so they say like, well, it's not the same thing. They're not nearly the same caliber. Well, if you look at playoff wins, they literally are, and. Right. Playoff success is often the thing that is used as the case for why Luongo should have his number retired in Vancouver versus like Florida, where obviously he already has his number retired or whatever. But I I don't even believe this for the record, but I just wanted to put it out there because I felt like a lot of like old guys are getting a lot of shit for being like, what about Kirk? And it's like the case is actually better than a lot of people would think. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's as much but again i feel like this follows from the precedent set by smeal sure. in london mm-hmm. where it's like this was the best that we had yeah and then it's also the thing that probably is also disqualifying to Luongo and the sabines even is that are you saying this is the best we're ever going to have yeah um that's i think my point was a bit narrower than the one that you're responding to sure simply I have that, to also. if you want to say that bird along was a panther the fact that he had no playoff success, not even like, like, did he even have a second round appearance? No, I don't, think so. I don't believe so. No. Whereas he had the three second round outs and the cup finals appearance in Vancouver. If you want to talk about who he was as a national hockey league player on a national stage, it got to give it to both teams. Oh yeah. He also, uh, he, he also won a gold medal in Vancouver. As yes. Okay. So that's, Vancouver and like, that's, that's the, the point I want very weird. And, 
I don't know. No other NHL team embraces its Olympic history in the same way that Vancouver has, really. Sure. Yeah. But at the same time, I know people give Vancouver shit for hanging a banner, but like it was the banner that Canada wanted. So what are you going to yeah. do? Hang it in fucking Ottawa? Fuck yeah, that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have the banner. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you said that because I think it's part of the case for Longo to be in our rafters that he won a gold medal as Canada's goalie in that barn. So, uh, that was, that was Vancouver's Olympics. Yes. It was team Canada, but like that there's a special bond between Luongo and the city because third of that way is I have an idea. <laughs> Retire his number for team Canada in, GM, in Rogers <laughs> arena. Yes. That's the solution. So um, it'll make everybody so much more angry, which is all I really want. Absolutely. For yes, exactly. I just want that's people to be good. mad. That's why that's I'm very good. that's why I'm defending Kirk McLean uh right now. But, <laughs> yeah. I like but how no. we just brush past that. Um I, the thing that just to 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 put a pin in that though, like the sad thing about all of this is that I've heard people make the case that like, oh, so what? If he won one more game, like it would be no question, right? Correct. And it's like Yes, yeah, that's how yeah. it works. That's the sad thing. If he won, if, yes, if he had won game seven, everything would be different. There's not a damn thing that you could point to about the franchise. My life would be different, different, man. My yeah. life would be different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, and then, ironically, if you retired in Canucks right now, you know, like, like, I, ironically, too, it would also mean that if nothing else changed, he would be tied with Kirk McLean for playoff wins. <laughs> so there'd be no case he could make. But that's just how it fucking works sometimes. Like, you know, uh, we, you know, we we love our fucking like teams that lose in in Game Seven or whatever of the Stanley Cup Final, but like. It's not, it doesn't matter. It's not worth anything. It's ultimately the result uh, is the same as if you fucking finished last in the league. You didn't win. You didn't do it. Not Uh, first. What are you? Um, Very briefly at the end, do just want to touch on the Rachel Dory thing um, because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, I think it dropped like just after our last episode. Um, people get very weird about Rachel Dory online, probably because she's a woman. I I really think that's the only thing that I can really like reason that I can come up with. Um, even though a lot of the, like, even though some of the people who get weird about Rachel Dory are women, um, but like, if you read through the, uh, Vias as the lawyer, like, okay. do you know what the what the term for that is? The thing that got leaked that she posted that was like a point by point. I uh, that was an uh, that was an appendix to a human rights complaint. Okay, I uh, okay. I could I could be wrong, but yeah, I, I when I saw it, yeah. that was an appendix to a human rights complaint. That is not based the on the file name. Yeah, based on the file name that we know okay. of, uh, that's not the whole document. Like. No, an appendix, appendix to anything, right? Like you yeah. know that it's not the whole. Like, everybody knows it's not the whole thing. For sure. Thing. Um. Uh. Yeah. That that that's all we know. That could be a very tiny amount of it. I mm-hmm. uh, clearly she received the advice uh, from her lawyer to 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 publicize that part in yes. particular. That might be the only appendix. The rest mm-hmm. of the document just might have more 
uh, uh, just more details about exactly what happened. Privileged um, information. I, I don't know. Possibly I have no well. idea. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know how human rights complaints exactly work. Uh, I don't know if the rest of that's public, but uh, yeah. I'd Entirely reasonable. I just wanted to kind of have the terminology as correct as possible because I would not have known what to call it. But, sure. you know, it. yeah, it's an appendix. It, it basically serves as like a brief summary of the main points of what happened to her. Um, you know... <laughs> Well, I, I, mean, I, I don't that. exactly know what the human rights complaint yeah. is about, so that could actually, I don't know. Uh, well, sure. There's room for that to not be a big part of the whole thing. But if you if you just read that, like, I, I, I don't think it's going, I, like, I don't think you're uh, you're telling any tales out of school to say, like, uh, that's very shitty <laughs> what happened to her. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that uh, Emily Caston Gay questioning whether she has the uh questioning whether rachel has the had the mental fortitude for the job um specifically and unquestionably meets the standard of like um uh discrimination based on mental health but i could certainly uh but i i would certainly think that if I was in that position and that situation unfolded for me, that is what I would think. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> the whole thing was just extremely fucking weird, extremely, um, just, uh, silly. Like, um, I know, people have uh talked a lot about uh like patrick johnson and like her quote-unquote relationship with the media or whatever. oh god that was the biggest fucking part of that oh, i god. just want to say like i i know a lot of people <laughs> who work for nhl teams um they are not like tight-lipped as a general rule um, you, 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 you know every, all the journalists can re report on trade on like uh Oh, we think the Canucks are interested in this player. Blah blah. blah. Mm -hmm. That's all. Th those are all leaks, or not even leaks. Those are all like institutional channels. Literally, yeah, have oper a operating with three different people from the organization. Say this, hear the same thing three times. You say it, you put it out there. No one can trace it back to anyone, because it means that there's enough people in the organization that are talking to people about the same thing that it's, that it's just kind of common knowledge, even if it's not being put out there in the public sphere. Um, people who work in NHL. That's how the industry works. Yeah. They talk to people yeah. all the time. Obviously. Uh, like, they talk to you... Jackson. They, they talk to me. <laughs> they talk to me. Imagine that. Like Patrick Johnson is like the the most fancy reporter man in the entire city, pretty much. You know, like he's a respectable guy who who writes for a respectable institution, and and literally all she said was like, "Oh, it was so nice that Bruce said a nice thing about me." Like if that's the standard for firing someone for talking to the media, 
uh, then everyone I know who's ever worked for an NHL team should be fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but nobody take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> should we bleep this whole part? No, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, what about the Patrick part? Oh, well, it's he fine. doesn't. You know. Well, okay. Look. I, I don't know anything. But Patrick sends us memes. He doesn't send, send me anything. Oh, no. Patrick is, Patrick, first of all, doesn't, th- that, that's the thing. The oh, media oh, people, I, oh, I see what you're saying. The media yeah. people ha- have way tighter lips. <laughs> They're way more careful, except for me. Yeah. But I'm not a media person anymore. Um, no, but uh, yeah, if you know people who, like scouts or, or anybody who even yeah, just my, works for, even who works like social boss, media for an my NHL. My boss's team. friend, or like my boss plays hockey with a scout for the Avalanche, and he's like shown him the scouting book on a bunch of junior players. Like, yeah, I know. Admittedly, talking to Jax is probably a worse idea because Jackson will forget <laughs> his information, whereas my boss will like maybe say something in a meeting with me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will forget who told me, get the details wrong, <laughs> and then. And then, like, uh, yeah, like three. And then be like, later, the Cubs like, are going to offer nine million dollars to Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, all of a sudden, be like, you know how we all know that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know how we we all know that uh, uh, in the summer of 1976, uh, Stan Smeal was involved in a money laundering operation for, <laughs> you know what I mean? And everyone's like, uh, no, uh, I don't know that, <laughs> and also. <laughs> That was Tiger Williams. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, uh, I mean, it's yeah. The whole thing is just silly. Remember when, uh, remember when Jim Benning, uh, some fan like went up to him at the uh, 2015 draft or yeah, 2015 draft. uh, Oh yeah. 2016 maybe. He's just like, Oh, Hey, Jim Benning, what's going on? What do you think about? And he just like opened up his briefcase and was like, here's the players we're looking at. Yeah. Uh, remember when they did the Ryan Kessler trade and they phoned a guy in blends? Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, we should, yeah, that Spiza guy looks good. And then like Harrison or Daniel was just like, yeah, so the Cooks might be targeting this guy because this is someone heard at a coffee shop. Yeah. Uh, because someone was on speaker. Canucks Army has a good history of shit like that. Um, well, and like Canucks blogs in general, but like, I also believe like uh, Dmitry Filipovich broke the john tortorella news because he was just in rogers arena for some event and saw john tortorella <laughs> in there and took a picture this might be another thing i'm remembering wrong but whatever who cares there's a this you know like something that i would remember if it was true but this is uh this is i'm like hunter s thompson i'm doing gonzo journalism you can't tell what i'm making up and what's real which means i always have plausible deniability <laughs> uh yeah Anything else? Last on? thing, yeah. The last thing on Dury, because uh, look, when I saw this was just like a part of the case, I I, I already didn't want to comment on it because uh, it's just it's beyond hockey, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and I I just can't speak to the issues. Um, mm-hmm. But the vast majority of like let's say Reddit comments or <sighs> just other social media comments, uh, you know, I expected them to like deny deny what happened to Rachel and, and whatever. But I just, I got so annoyed by the, uh, how should I put it? Well, you know, a lot of this was about Rachel Castingay. And, or uh, Emily Castingay. Sorry, Emily, Emily, yeah. Emily, Emily Castingay. I'm talking about Rachel versus whatever. 
Yeah. Um, There's multiple covers. Oh, I, I, I met him. I, I met Emily. Um, yeah. I just, I just saw people uh, be just like, well, uh, she's saying that there's discrimination against women uh, by men and all the stuff about uh, uh, how tough it is for women in uh, men's hockey. Like, uh, they're calling her a hypocrite or like trying to poke holes in her feminism by saying like, why are you saying that when it was about a woman doing this? This clearly isn't a feminist issue at all uh, because a woman was the one who discriminated against you. It's not discrimination if a woman does it. Um, that that was uh, like, I didn't expect that to be the the main discourse. And I was just really upset by that. Uh, how just, just uh, uneducated, ill-informed that was. Because... Um, Emily Castingay is also working in a men's workplace. She has all these incentives for her uh, that she may not love that she has to go go with. I'm not defending her or anything, but it's systemic. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're people not defending her. You're pointing out the system, and she grew up in a hockey culture. Yeah. Well, the real so, mistake that they're making here when they discuss this is is saying, oh, making it about women and not saying like the not making the the obvious case, which is Rachel, you are discriminating against French people. <laughs> by having a problem with this so yeah that was thanks the joke for, more, more francophone jokes thanks for listening francophone there's a joke there uh francophone a, a French, is uh francophone is song. uh the 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 skit that you know the skit that i did uh forever ago with the with yabba dabba do <laughs> i like talking to you yeah but with yeah all right well, always end on a strong note. Thanks for listening, I was playing everybody. FIFA this whole time. I didn't really do this that that, that well. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see you again soon.